0: and unlike Zoom, you don't have to install anything on your computer, and your guests don't either. Head over to Riverside.fm and use promo code JazzyCast to get 60 free minutes of recording and 15% off a membership plan.
1: Hey world, this is Jamie, host of the Jamie and Show, broadcasting live each week on Tuesday at 12pm from Fishbowl Studios. Log on to hear sports talk from basketball to football and view your feedback on the biggest sports news you want to talk about from around the world. So be sure to log on each week Tuesday at twelve PM to catch the Jamie Agency Show. Hope to see you soon on Fishbowl Radio Network. Jump in. Hey world, this is Jamie, the Jamie Agency Show right here on Fishbowl Network. Welcome in. Welcome. It's Tuesday, August the thirtieth, twenty twenty two. It's it's the, almost the end of August. Can't you imagine? Now, football's in the air. We got what NFL coming up in the next what seven less than seven days, ten days. We got college football starting this weekend, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and Monday. It's weird, you know, um, because of the week, uh, because of the holiday weekend. So th- that's the one th- weekend that we have where college football will be showing for five straight days. Um, so, with that being said. Uh, I will talk about uh, UNT versus UTEP. Uh, that was the first game, week zero. Uh, the reason why I talk about UNT is because I went to that school. And numerous people don't want me to talk about UNT. Well, some people do. Some people don't. They were. I'm pretty sure when I talk to you guys later on, um, whether it's uh, after today's show or during the week, you're going to be like, "Well, why can't you talk about the Longhorns? Why don't you talk about Baylor? Why don't you talk about Tech?" Okay, first of all, Baylor's a great team. Okay, I think they'll win the Big Twelve outright. Texas, they're rebuilding. They will never. And I and I said this before. They will never be elite. No matter how, uh, how many recruits sign on to their program, they will never be elite. Ever. And I know I'm gonna be, no one get backlash for that, but it's true. You have, I mean, when is the next, when is the last time you see a, 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 an elite long course team? I'll wait. Nope. I, I never seen it. The last time I seen it was 2009. That's the last time they got to a championship game. Those were the elite years. Now it's like, man, we hope to be elite, but yet y'all ain't ain't even close. And then Tech, Texas Tech, no defense, high-power offense. It's always the same thing with them every single year. You score 50 points a game, but you give up 50 points a game. It's it's, Y'all need to fix your defense. Recruit. Stop recruiting offensive players. We know that you you you, you know your quarterback is going to get over ten thousand yards for his career. We know the receivers are going to get over a thousand yards every season because you throw the ball a lot, and you, but you don't play defense. The Big Twelve is not a defensive league, especially Tech. But anyways, I'm, okay, so. I will talk about. I will dive into that Big Twelve stuff later on. Not this show, but later on, as as the show keeps growing. Now, UNT versus UTep. This game was played on Saturday. How many people watched watched the game live? How many people listened to the radio live? I did. I was, you know, in the gym, you know, working out, listening to the game um, live in El Paso. Um, you know they did a great job broadcasting it uh, late at night, but hey, UT got the win 3113 uh, and here's my five takeaways that i that I experienced from that game. number number one, the running game. The running game was dominant. We had i o aity, Isaiah Johnson, Oscar Attaway the third, carrying in the ball. Um You know, a day he had 80 yards, Isaiah Johnson had 37, and um Oscar had 23, but he scored a touchdown. So the running game is dominant. UTEP UT couldn't match it all game long. I mean, hey, we got three elite, well, not elite, but three decent running backs that can get the ball and get to their spots. We work the running game. I mean, hey, we can be done. We, we can, th- we can ride, we can, our office can ride on the running game. Basically. We got the best offensive line in, in, in the conference. It's an experienced offensive line. Uh, the running back coach is Patrick Cobb. Do you remember Patrick Cobb? He played in the 2000s at North Texas. Then he went to the NFL. Now he's a running back coach. That's probably why, why these guys are getting the numbers they're getting. And so they're hitting the, the gaps. Uh, you know, the only weakness that they have in the running game is um, the uh, screen. Um, I think we need to set up more screens more. Um, you know, there's times where the offensive line got pushed back. And we were losing two to three yards a, a, a game. Um, basically, you know, on first down, when you lose two to three yards, you have to throw the ball second and 13, uh, which is not – which is which? To their credit, this game they were able to get over that hump. Now, other games, when um, when other teams are playing, um, you know, when their teams, other teams are pressuring four, you tip this game pressure three. And I think we did a good job of protecting the, the quarterback and giving him some time for not only for him to to see the, the, the field, but to dish it out. So the running game was dominant, guys. Number two, the quarterback uh, um, Ani showed poise. He didn't get down on himself. He didn't force the issue. He showed poise in the pocket. And when he, when the pocket closed, when the pocket closed, he was able to run, run for the first down. He was able to make some plays on his, on his feet. He can do that. Um, this is, this is not a, an elite quarterback by any means. He's just a quarterback that can, that can just get it done. He's kind of like a stationary quarterback. We don't ask more of him. We don't ask him to run a lot. We don't ask him to throw like 30 times a game, which by the way, he, 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 he did this game, but, but UNT's offense should rely on the running game. We need to get our running backs, uh, at least 20 carries a game. Um, you know, a day he had 17, uh, Isaiah Johnson had 7, but it was by committee. Um, so, um, running game was dominant. Quarterback, um, I, you know, was poised. However, uh, and he, I don't think he took a sack. Well, he took one sack, but, but overall it was, it was a good job by him. Um, do I think he's the best quarterback in, in this conference, in the C, in the conference USA? He could be. But in order for you to be the best quarterback, you have to lead your team to victories. There's times where you might have to throw the ball 40 times to get your receivers open. There's times where you might have to make the play yourself. Uh, there's times where, you know, you have to take over the playbook, which you don't have to listen to the, uh, uh, play calling on the sidelines. You're looking at the sidelines a lot and you're, they're, they're making weird signs. You know, you watch a college football game, right? And those guys, um, there's like three offensive coordinators, at least three. That, that's how I look at it. There's supposed to be one, but there's like three. Every team has this. Every team's making signs of, you know, weird, weird signs. You can see it in person. You can see it on TV. Uh, for the defense, they're putting signs up. Of, uh, you know, they're putting signs. Uh, uh, let's say, for example, they'll put a sign. They'll put a picture of Nicki Minaj. They'll put like a picture of a taco, uh, you know, basically just just to you know, say I guess for personality pur- uh, purposes. So that's how I look at it on offense. You know, somebody's always putting a post out there of of, <laughs> of, of something, <laughs> a picture of something to indicate what what they're running. So this game. Um, Ani, just keep it up, bro. I know I called y'all sick in the offseason, but keep this going. You played a weaker UTEP defense. We don't we don't even know what what they what they gave us, uh what they put out there. Number three. Uh receivers. Now these are not household games, I'm gonna read the receivers on this team. Roderick Burns, Jack Roberts, Jake Roberts is the tight end. Uh Damon Ward Jr., Jamari Macklin, Zaylee McMillan, Bryson Johnson, Tommy Bush. Are those guys, elite receivers. Are those guys NFL talent receivers? Probably not. I mean, they, they're—I mean, they're—they're—they're they're just, they're just getting started. They're no. Um, they're no. Uh, I can't remember the receiver's name, but he's in Tampa Bay now. Um, they're no. Uh, they're no elite. They just get the, they just get the ding done. I mean, they're not route runners. They they this game that they, they just happen to get open because Utah was playing soft coverage, literally soft. Like you can just run a five a five six yard out to them and that, that they can catch it and run and, and you know they'll pick up additional yards. And so you so um, these guys are not household names. You know, watch for them uh, later on in in the season and see if they can make an impact for this team in in the games to come. Um, I don't know how, I don't know how the, the, you know, conference will go. Um, But, um, like I said, you know, these guys got the job done. Um, They're not like like elite, elite, but, you know, soon enough they got to pick up their game. But that's the positive, guys. The, the running game was positive. The, the quarterback was, he played the whole entire game. I thought they would take, I thought they will take him out after the, you know, we were up 31-13. Uh, that was like five minutes left in the fourth quarter. Um, just put another quarterback in and see what he can do. But Ani played the whole entire game. I think that was our mission. And, um, you know, he did a, he did a good job. Number four, defense and mental mistakes, okay? Defensively, guys, we were shaky from the start in the first half. I don't care, you know, and I read some of the comments online. I do follow North Texas online. And some of the comments were like, well, we were dominant. Well, how are you going to be dominant when you give up 13 points and you had two person, well, three personal fouls in the first half? Um, you, you gave up a deep ball. Um you you know there was a lot of frustration on the sidelines so um in order to avoid those things you have to use your head okay you have to use it you cannot you know the, you know the officials are always going to protect the quarterback that's no doubt the quarterback scrambling around you, you, in the pocket push him early like when he's we he has the ball just push him Instead of when, when he throws the ball, when he lets go of it, I don't care if he's throwing it out of bounds or he throws it over the receiver's head, you know, just, just, just leave him alone. And that quarterback was, he's not even, he's not even elite. We don't have to study him. Like, elite quarterbacks, we study for, we, we, we take, and, and, we we take, we take it personally. Like, it's like, it's like he, we're not studying for Tom Brady. We're just studying for, uh, for Gavin Hardison. He's not, he's not, he's not an, an, an NFL, a potential NFL quarterback. We, we can study for him. He's easy enough that we can get pressure on him. So, defensively, uh, this was, this was a decent job, guys. It wasn't dominant. Dominant would be like a shutout. Shut out the whole entire game. You don't give up 400 yards. You can give up half of that, maybe 200 yards. But this was not dominant. Cut the minimal mistakes. Make the defensive place early. Set it to the second half. Then you win the game. I mean, I didn't know. You, I, I mean, I before this game, I picked UNT to lose because I thought they weren't that team. And after one game, I'm still, I still don't think they're that team. Cause I, 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 gotta, I gotta see it from top to bottom. It starts on defense, actually. You know, you got a, a defensive corner who's been in the game for over 40 years. I mean, you, I mean, he knows the game inside and out. You, um, we have to be more disciplined on defense. And that's the thing. Uh, we gotta continue to force turnovers. We, we force. Uh, they said it was a turnover. It was an interception in the game, but they but they did not give it to him. But at least you know you know. But I want to know what UTEP did differently in the second half. I mean they 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 were playing from behind. They were just trying to get through the. Mo- they were just trying to get through it. But you know that that wasn't a good team that we played against. And like, I, and like I said in the offseason, we can win this conference because we're elite, not only in the enrollment, but we're elite on the field and on the court, too. So we can easily win this conference against these teams because these teams are nothing. So defensively, moving forward, we have to stop. We have to. We have to stop making those mistakes we have to be consistent we have to be alert high alert on on numerous things um, but other than that the defensive league man you know you pitch a shutout um, like i said it was a, it was a decent job but moving forward those penalties can cost us games Let's just don't give up the big plays to lesser teams. But my final take is the offense was, the offense is not one dimensional. So last year, the offense was relying on Ani's arm. Even though he threw it 36 times, Ani, you know, he had to, didn't have to do much. Um, we got three running backs, you know, I wish they used one, but, or two, but we got three good running backs. Uh, we got some decent wide receivers. Um, including the tight end. Um, offensive line is experience. So this is not a one dimensional game. Our running game can take, can take us places. Our receiver core can take us places. Uh, quarterback, if he, if he does not make those mental mistakes, then he could take us places. But don't let it be last year where you, you lose, you start one and six and then you have to rely, rally back. Because that's not going to fly. Session was me. If we start like that again, I'll call for the coach to be fired. But then again, it's not his fault because you know he put the position, put the players in position to succeed. The defense has to create turnovers. More, we need more turnovers. We need pressure. So Phil Bennett is the defensive coordinator. We need. More pressure from our defense. We can rush five. We, can, because most teams cannot block five and most teams don't have a running quarterback. This quarterback wasn't running at all. Maybe Utev wasn't calling the right plays or maybe, you know, the receivers were, weren't running the uh, right routes. And so, um, but our defense has the ability to create plays. Get plays, get to the quarterback, force those turnovers. Time will tell. But, Coach Seth Littrell, even though this may be his last season at UNT, I hope they don't extend him. If, if he, I'll say this. If he goes 6 and 6, right? And you're going to a new conference next season, I wouldn't, I wouldn't go, I wouldn't, I wouldn't give him a contract extension. I expect more from him, right? I expect this team to win at least eight games. Not my prediction, I said four, but if eight, eight games, if you can win eight games, set the drill, I would say keep your job. I would say do a contract extension for another maybe three years at least. Because it's always an up and down spiral on this team. Sometimes they're good. Sometimes they're mediocre. And then mediocre turns into uh, the worst. You can't have all those anonymously. We can't have all those um, everything building on that campus if you can't win football games. We can't go to a bigger game. We have to go to a, a ball game that's in our house. Make those teams fly to our house. Nah, bro. I want to see bigger ball games. I'm sorry, but this game was a shaky start. I know, you know, I know it was week zero. Nobody's used to be playing in late August. Everybody's used to playing in September. Uh, but this this game was shaky from the start. Wasn't great. But good enough for them to win the game. Now, we got SMU coming up. Okay, now SMU is down the street from us. SMU—I never been to the SMU campus as a whole. I heard some good things about them. Um, their football team's on the rise. I mean, they lost their coach last year to TCU, which is what thirty minutes down the road. Listen. I, I, don't, I don't understand it, but it is what it is. But we play SMU. Um, they go to Denton. I know some people, I know some people listen to this broadcast in Denton. Yes. You know, I may, may not be at the, at the game, but this is, this is our chance, guys. I mean, SMU is used to killing us. They're used to it they don't have the best on their team but but any time they play against us they're used to killing us so we got to start early and we got to fin we got to finish so with that being said you know i know there's going to be a lot of hype talking about this game um my prediction for this game is uh i you know i, I don't see I mean, if if we start early, if we start early, right? We start this game early. Like if we start making defensive plays, if we get our running game going, um, our receivers run great routes. Um, I do see us winning this game uh, if we do those three things. If we go back to you know mediocre, uh, we start the game with UTEP throwing the ball around us, then you know we're going to lose the game, and SMU. Is a lot better than UTEP. So, with that being said, we just got to see what happens. Now, this game's not on TV. It should be, but it's not. They'd rather show all those games on ESPN, ESPN2, ESPN+, Fox, Fox 1, Fox 2. But not this game. Why not this game? This game is a rivalry game. You rather show uh, TCU and SMU, but you can't show UNT and SMU, and that's our biggest rival, guys. But hey, I'm not in charge of those networks. Now, let me tease about this the, the WNBA, okay? Just a little teaser before we go to break. Um, game one was played on Sunday. Both of those games, okay? So we got Las Vegas, we got Seattle, Las Vegas, uh, Seattle won 76 to 73. Um, you know, I, you know, you know what's funny? You know, Brianna's, you know, you got to focus, Seattle's got to focus on three players. Brianna Stewart, Drew Lloyd, and Tina Charles. Those three players there are going to be the reason why Seattle gets to the next round. Those players there, Brianna Stewart, her game. She was just on fire. Just, you know, making moves, you know, you know, being aggressive to the basket, getting her own shots. Uh, Drew Lloyd. Drew Lloyd has, have you ever watched Drew Lloyd play basketball? She has that Kobe mentality. Like she wants the ball in her hands. She can go for the mid-range shot. She can, a, a great three-point shooter. No, picks her spots to get to her, her goal. You, uh, to the point where She's she, she's not going to be denied. So, and then Tina Charles was just defending Aja Wilson like crazy. Asia Wilson had picked up two fouls in the first quarter, but now granted, she did a great job of being smart. Great job not picking those picking up those fouls in the in the uh, an additional foul in the second quarter for her to sit on the bench for the entire first half. So I'll give her that credit, but. Those three players, plus the Super Bird, who can dish it out, can get Seattle to the to the WNBA Finals. Because they're just, across the board, they're just that elite. Now, this game, this series will go five. I still think Las Vegas has a little bit of a chance. Uh, Chelsea Gray did her thing, 21 points. Um, like I said, she was just picking her spot. She's just a great shooter, a great mid-range jump shooter. Can you, you like... Like like Drew Lloyd, she's never going to be denied of getting to her spots, and so that's where I see uh, Kelsey Plum, not her best game, even though she had 20 points. But they will need for her to step up if Las Vegas has a chance. Um, you know, I don't think Becky Hammond got out, coach. But I do think that um adjustments need to be made. And in Seattle too, they need to make adjustments as well. Every team is not going to be perfect. But, you know, adjustments for Las Vegas, you know, you know, maybe you need to throw a double T at Drew Lloyd. Maybe you need to um uh you know go zone. I mean that that I mean Las Vegas has a deeper depth than Seattle does. So we gotta see what happens. And AJ Wilson has to stay out of foul trouble. Early. Um, They need you on the court. And like I said. No Las Vegas has a deeper depth. But Asia we need you on the court. for Not only for scoring. But for defending the the, uh, paint. So that was game one. Uh, Game two is tomorrow night. On ESPN. Two games. (laughs) Um, So. I want to talk about Chicago. And Connecticut real quick. Now this game. Coach said it was messy. We want a messy game. We want, oh man, we want blood. a messy game would be like a disgusting game. we like be like uh, it'd be like uh, we, we, we want uh, <laughs> we want players scrambling around, getting loose balls, fouling each other. That's what you call a messy game, guys. Um, it doesn't have to be perfect, but messy game. This game 68-63 Connecticut, kind of like a messy game. Um, you know, what, what, do I think this series will be over in three? No. I, I think it's going to be, I'm going to say, uh, give it about four games maybe. And I, and if Connecticut says they're going to do some things, then I expect Connecticut to take control in this series. Um, so, with that being said, I want Connecticut to take that next step. Get, uh, don't let Chicago have a chance, even though Candace Parker did her thing and kept her team in the game. And that Candace Parker is a leader, man. You can't say enough about her game and her leadership. She's trying to do things on her own. Basically, they, they kept her, they, she kept the game alive. Basically, uh, kept Chicago in it. No one else was doing anything. Everyone was just jacking shots. But yet, she, she kept them going. Or else, you know, if she wasn't doing anything, this could have been a blowout. But I do see Connecticut, um, accelerate the thing. Just put your foot on the, on the pedal. Push it, throw it, push it forward. Cause Connecticut, I mean, sorry, Chicago does not have an answer for Connecticut's game. Connecticut plays a slow paced game. They allow you to play their game. Like Chicago likes to get out and run. Connecticut's like, okay, let's slow it down. Let's play our half court offense. It's so boring. I want to see, you know, fast pace, but Connecticut doesn't have that. You got to respect their game. You got to respect the type of shots they, they take because their shots are, are shots like as good on their part. So with that being said, I do see, I want to, I do see, I want to see a messier game. From both teams. Now. That's enough WNBA talk. Um, We'll talk more about that. Later on. But coming up next. Is that season. It's youth sports season. With all the stuff that we have going on right now. Youth sports is the number one thing. That's going on in our areas guys. And I'm going to tell you. I'm going to give you some pros and cons of this. So that you don't become victims of embarrassment for your child not only for your child but for the internet let's discuss about it and i going to give you some tips on how to avoid it coming up next is fishbowl radio oh.
2: season, know he got that pipe, let him bust it till he's Yeah, booty like a pillow, he can use it while he's sleeping, look, I'll be going through my phone, cause that's the old me, ain't the only yeah. one tryna be my one and only, real big, move it slow, that body like codeine, be a player, but for making it, hey. he in the hey. whole team, that, that body, looking nice, I got cake and I know he wanna slice, I wish a nigga would try to put me on ice, I ain't never had to chase dick in my life, I want that nasty, that freaky stuff, live under my bed and keep hey. up that handsome and girl, let him eat me uh, up, uh.
0: Cross the room. I'm so high that I'm on another altitude. And on my cloud, I got some space for
2: you. Got a taste for you. going hey. bounce to the out, pick it up, put it down. Wanna put his nutty buddy in my butt round. So tight than a bitch, he ain't had it like this. So it's curling like they're going gang signs on crib. One thing about me, I ain't taking no shit. He will, I know it's pissing off his old bitch. Caesar, Milan, I got his ass trained. Try to let a dog know who really running things. Can't fuck a regular guy Wether than umbrellas And stickier than apple pie I, I can lick it, I can ride it While you it and it. I can do all them little tricks And keep the dick up inside it You can smack it, you can grip it You can go down and kiss it And every time he leave me long, He always tell me he miss it, he wants And he said, do that pussy purr, I said, yuck me out Hold up, fuck boys, ain't no need for you to roll up Ain't no need for you to double tap, nigga stroll up Keep bitches on their toes like Manola Be on the lookout when I come through Bolo Oh, wow, elegant bitch with a hoe glow If it ain't big, then I won't blow Any, any, any mouth. Fuck is a T, I just f the G Make him say, uh, just ask Master P Fall oh, so hard, I just took the knee Get me Rocky ASAP, nigga worth the risk. straight, freak Some gal a freak, gal And that's world to tricky, bitch, it could get sticky And that's world to the Dwayne, Mike, Michael Carter I'ma finish these dumb bitch, Michael Ma Don't nobody wanna hit a weak shit hoe In the game 15, AP get ho Tell I go to get in the chair, she was cocky, I can swear Till my old tapes so more than your album Drop it here, Nick James, bitch Drop it here, James, bitch Drop it here, James, bitch I can lick it, I can ride it While you slip it and slide it I can do all them little tricks and keep can go down and kiss it. And every time he leave me alone, he always tell me he miss it. He want a F-R-E-A-K-F-R-E-A-K-A-K-A-K-A-K-A-K-A-K-A-K-A-K-F-R-E-A-K-F-R-E-A-K-A-K-A-K-F-R-E-A-K-A.
1: Hey, welcome back to the Jamie Agenda show right here on 5th Bull Network. So, yes. So, I teased this before the break, okay? Um, I teased that U Sports is coming up. Okay, so, like I said, we have a lot going on. College football, uh, WNBA, even though some of y'all don't watch. Then, you have the NFL coming up. I know some people are Cowboys fans, some people are New Orleans fans, Jets, Giants, wherever it may be. Yours weekends, whether it's a Saturday or Sunday, are going to be taken over by kids. Now, here's the pros and cons of that happening. Okay, so number one, competitive. Kids having fun. And so, kids want to have fun. Uh, number two, volunteer coaches get first hand experience. Uh, number three, creates chemistry among families. Now, Number four gets participation trophies worth participation. So, if you ever go to a league, you ever start whether it's a church, church league, development league, uh, any, any any league. I'm not saying you get a medal for every game, which it, it, or a trophy for every game, because a trophy would be like if you get a trophy every game, then it'd be like it'll kill the experience in my mind. Because you haven't done anything. I mean, you get a medal for the word of the day, or you just get a medal, period. But getting a trophy, especially if, if the kid has not been there every uh, uh, for every game. My thing is, why should you get a trophy when you have not been there? Like, I know there's vacations happening. Um, I know that things happen. Um, I know here in Texas... We have the state fair that is happening at the end of September into mid-October. Which, by the way, I want state fair officials. I know y'all listen to me in Dallas, right? Can you please extend the, the stay for about one more week? Just one more week. I know there's a lot of events going on. Halloween is there. Um, uh, there's other events, but can you extend it one more week, please? Just one more. I mean, you say there's like a big experience. But one more week, please. Um, there's a lot, so so. With that being said, um, I you know I'm not trying to be mean. However, your kid has to show up, man. Like six games, and then you miss the last one. I, I mean, yes, you should get a trophy. But if you show up for one game, and then you miss the last six or seven or eight. No, I don't think you should get a trophy. Like, what have you done to say, you know what, I'm going to give you a trophy. No, you have to earn it. We got to make the kids earn it. By showing up. Showing up is one thing. Just show up. You don't have to, you know, be the best on the field, on the court, or in the outfield. At least show up and give it your all okay that's all i'm gonna say now um rules affairs uh easy money for teens college students and ex-athletes so if you want to become a ref um then it's easy money for you guys okay for teenagers i know as a teen, we all, we were all teenagers and we, we just think, we just view work as just work. Um, work, just work. You know, it was just irrelevant for us. Um, but you, when you, if you're becoming a teenager, you have to be some, you have to sacrifice a weekend with your friends or a weekend by sitting around in your house playing video games. Can you sacrifice those two things on a weekend and then try to work a referee job? Caring about the kids, this will upgrade. This will upgrade everything. Uh, college students, I know some of y'all are deep diving your books. Some of y'all come from numerous places to work a job. Um, college students, I know y'all have a lot going on, especially with friends. Like I said to the high school students, sacrifice. You gotta sacrifice something on the weekends or during the week. Sacrifice it cause hang out with your friends well you can do that at night you know you can do that on sun if you work saturday you can do it sunday maybe everybody doesn't hang out on sundays maybe everybody says you know what we're going to hang out saturday uh you got to take off work to hang out on saturday like that's that's nothing if they want to hang out on saturday without you you let them you let them so sacrifice ex athletes um you know, sometimes you sacrifice something. Um, sometimes you have to go do things. That's okay for ex-athletes. F- so it's easy money, guys. Only thing is, you sacrifice. Uh, selfless attitude for refs. Okay, so I'm a ref, guys. I don't. I'm not gonna tell you where I'm ref-ass, but some people do know. You have to make selfless. You can't make it about you. You have to. Selfless, you got to care about the kids first, then the coaches, then the parents. You no, know, as I said, the parents last. I'm going to deep dive into that uh, when I talk about my cons. But the kids come first. You give a kid a high five. You give a kid um, some advice, even though you may not know the sport. You may not know basketball. You may not know flag football or football in general. Uh, baseball, softball—just a little bit of advice to give to the child, so that child can, you know, learn. The child may not pick it up, but down the road they'll be like, "Oh, I can! Re- I remember that ref telling me, you know, hey, shoot the ball, or hey, uh, make sure you don't use your head to, to, you know, make sure you don't go helmet to helmet. Make sure you tackle them up top. Form tackle. Use two hands. Grab the person." Bring them down. Those things, selfless. Um, now, awareness is key. Avoid drama. Uh, those are the pros. So, awareness, you have to be aware of everything around you, from parents to kids to refs. Referees is one. Coaches is another one. We don't want, uh, we don't want, we, you got to be aware of what's going on on the field and on the court. Avoid drama. So this drama comes from kids. Um, if you have like a custody battle where, you know, there's a stepdad involved, boyfriend involved or the real dad is involved and the boyfriend doesn't like the fact that they're involved in the kid's child and you know, dad doesn't, you know, it, it's a lot, but we do don't want that drama happening in person. We have to avoid that. If you want to take that drama, you gotta take it elsewhere. Take it elsewhere off the court. Off the field. We don't want that. Can we please not have that? Um it's, like I said, it's not about you. It's about the kids. Just imagine if two grown adults are arguing over this and over, you know, over, uh, custody. Just imagine. Like in, 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 in the light. Like, guys come to a compromise your men your women your grown adults compromise bring it together so that you don't have to you don't have to we don't have to you know worry about okay these people here are going to fight over it and we're going to watch that versus the kid that's playing the game no you handle that civilly Also, I do want, before I go to my cons, I do want to talk about snacks. So kids get snacks after the game, guys. They get snack and a drink and all that stuff. Now those snacks are tasty. Snacks are healthy. That's good. Everybody has their preferences of giving snacks. But you have, but like I said, you- that's something you don't have to earn. What you have to earn is you have to earn participation trophies. If you don't participate, I will keep the trophy. I'd rather keep your trophy because I participate in every game. Okay? Y'all have not. But snacks-wise, y'all can grab a snack and go. Okay? That that shows your hard work and determination. You deserve a, a treat after a game. Because you're sweating it out. You're sweating it out all, you know, some kids may play the whole game. Some kids may play half the half the game. But at least you're, 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 you're being consistent and playing the games. That's how you get your snacks. Now guys, um, oh, one other thing about chemistry, uh, maybe somebody, you know, maybe, you know, I have a lot of pe. I have a lot of connections by the time I referee, I have, you know, over 11 years. Well, this is my 11th season working as a ref of experience from. From the time I started till now, I have that chemistry. So, you take care of the kids, you're going to build that chemistry. Now, let's go to the cons, guys. Now, I'm going to read off everything I'm going to give my opinion on it. Selfish parents take the fun out of the game. Number two, referees don't take accountability for their actions. Number three, referee doesn't make kids a priority. Number four is key. Relatives get involved in the in the game number five kids missing once a week I talked about that in the pros um, all other uh, obligations may happen kids may have a tournament May kids um, may have some personal issues as far as you know grades and all that the second one's good the first one is the, is is good as well. I'm not trying to say, well, you know, you have all the other obligations on us. I'm not trying to say that what I do have an issue with is, 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 um, communication. You're not communicating with coach. You don't definitely communicate with us. For me, honestly, I don't care. I don't care if you go out there and, 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 and you not show up every week. I'm going to referee with the kids that are there that, that give, that sacrifice a weekend to spend time. With me. Because I care about the kids. Now. The key is relatives. That parents may bring a relative along. And say you know. They may bring grandpa, grandpa, brothers and sisters. Uh, cousins. They might bring a whole group. To you guys. The only thing you have to watch out for is. They get in the way. You can't shut them up because they always—they may be right, they may be wrong, but they get in the way of the action of the game. Like, can we keep them at home? Can we put them in a in, in a section where they're watching the game from a, from a distance? Like, if, if you know they are so hard headed, then why well, then why not invite them? That that creates more and more drama. Like I'm not saying I mean if they're going to be good good you know laugh celebrate their kids and other kids and all that stuff, I'd rather have that than than a relative start or something. You don't want to start anything, especially the incident that happened in in Dallas. Okay. Now everyone has seen the tape and all that stuff. Honestly, I'm not even going to play it. I don't have to. I don't, I'm not going to, because that's tragic. But that's another example. We have to. We have to keep them out of the way. Uh, referees don't not only take uh, action; they can't accountability for the actions. They don't make kids a priority. Those two are key, guys. If you're ever going to be a ref, you got to take accountability for your actions. If you miss a call, you say my bad. You move on. If you, you don't make the kids a priority, hey, every ref's different. Every ref says, you know what, I'm going to referee this game for about an hour, and I'm just going to go home. Like, what has the kid learned? The kid has learned that, okay, he's going to referee my games, and he's just going to leave, and not tell me nothing, not give me a handshake, not give me a fight, not celebrate me. Guys, that's what you call selfishness. Don't be selfish. This world relies on selfishness. You don't have to focus on the world on the world. You can be selfless. You can go out there and say, "You know what, kid, you did your you did your best. Thank you. You thank everybody. You thank the coaches, you thank the you thank the kids, you thank the parents that showed up. Cuz nobody nobody has to be there. The parents can can, you know, some parents out there that I see, they wear Texas jerseys. Some parents out there, they wear their favorite college jerseys. Some parents out there on Sunday wear NFL jerseys. They're watching the game on their phone instead of watching their kid. Guys, there's a thing called DVR. Deviate that game, then uh, 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 then um watch your kid first. DVR that game, and then go back to it. You don't have to multitask We know you're watching the game We know that Your kid's playing the game And you don't have the audacity to watch them You have to care about that That's your child I'd rather Take the phone out of your hand And say you know what I'm going to keep your phone till the till the end of the game I've never done that before I'm not going to do that But Take referees oh that's my another point referees take account if, if you miss a call just say you know what it's my bad I'll correct it next time and every time I every time you step on that field you make sure you read every single rule I don't care if you read it a hundred times you get it right but like I said goes back to my other point about selfish parents. You care about the NFL versus you care about the kid. Your kid thinks, okay, we're going to make it to the NFL. Kids have aspirations to get to the league. Yeah, that's that's good aspirations to, to have that. But parents, you don't have to make it about you. You don't have to say, you know what, just because I didn't get in the league, I got to put pressure on my kid. I was talking to a parent the other day, and I've been refereeing that kid since... Oh, man, I've been to that kid for a long time, and he's like 17 years old now. And you know, and he stopped playing at 12 or 13 years old. Stopped playing basketball. Now he's doing other things. So, but sports from then don't last forever, guys. You just gotta be proud of where they're gonna end up. But those are my pros and cons about youth sports. And I do want to play a video. Right? This has to motivate y'all for the upcoming season. I want y'all to take account into what this video is saying. So this is only 17 seconds long. Listen for it. Put it in your mind so that when you get on the field, it is there. Let's play that video.
2: It's excessively into competitive sports until they are genuinely
1: interested and ready to do so. Allow for a natural love for the game to develop because then... Players can motivate themselves and better navigate the good, the bad, and the ugly of their athletic careers.
2: see, the beauty of youth sports is that Harlan and I have only known each other for a couple of months. But through the highs and the lows of our basketball seasons, we've only grown as teammates.
1: With that being said, so you, you hear that. You let the kids play. Okay, so now we need to make improvements, guys. We have to make them. All right? Because we don't want another incident that happened in Dallas ever again. Never again. We don't want that. So, improvements for this. Um, hiring security. Maybe it's a police officer. Maybe it's a security was, uh, an armed security. Maybe it's a high-ranking council official. Um, that can come in and say, Hey, you, that come in, whether it's a man, woman dressed up nice even though it's hot out there. I don't understand how y'all dress like that. But anyways, we need those type. We need to say, we need to say, you know what? If you're going to hire security, you hire security for every field. Uh if there's a high-ranking council official, a high-ranking council official needs to take notes. Needs to say, you know what? This parent's acting up. Um this happened, that happened. Maybe they can be Uh, somebody of interest, um, that can be like, okay, we're going to run down the field with them. We're going to watch down the court with them. Um, you know, my site managers are tough and authentic. And so they're going to give it to you straight. Okay. So we need that. Um, number two, I did say high ranking official. Um, if there's a site manager, Side manager, you cannot go over their head. Side managers have to be tough. You know, if you're ever going to be a side manager, you have to have thick skin. Th- this is not right. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta t- take your tone to, to a minimum. Like I said, at the end of the day, it's not about you. It's not about the coaches. It's about the players. In that video, it's about the players. Um, if, if things get out of control guys, therapy is one. Okay. And we see, and we've seen this. We've seen a kid get out of control. We've seen a parent get out of control. Um, therapy is good. Okay. So you need to look yourself in the mirror and say, you know what? I was a jackass last week. Well, I'm sorry. I was a dumbass last week. Maybe I need to change my style. Maybe I need to be more professional. Maybe I need to be an example of other parents on how to act. Okay. And I know that you know, I understand it's competitive, I'm a competitive person to but at the same time, you can't act out in front of kids or from front of parents. Because not only their kids are watching, your your little ones are watching that as well. Now they may be a few months old and um one or two years old, but they'll start picking it up real quick if that parent or your parent acts up. That's why therapy is one. If you go to therapy, you apologize. I was a, I was a dickhead last week. I'm sorry. All is well. We move on. But this season, we have to make it about the kids, guys. There's no point of arguments. There's no point of taking your mind off your child. Just because of a college football game, just because of a, uh, of an NFL game, those can wait. They can literally wait. You have time during the week to watch, to replay that game, to watch a game in full, to, um, listen to the radio in full, listen to my podcast in full. Cause we will talk about the Cowboys in full. We will talk about UNT in full. We will talk about the Longhorns in full. We will talk about the Big 12 in full. But when your kids playing a sport out there, your 110% is focused on them. I want that. I want to see that. Not only for my group, but for everybody out there in the nation. We have to stop acting like this, guys. We have to act professional. We don't want to, we don't want to be fools on TikTok saying, Oh man, you know, look at this TikTok video. Look at this dumbass. Oh, he's playing around and all that stuff. And you know, we don't want to be like that guys. We don't want to be internet famous. We don't want to be a Karen. We don't want to be a Ken. We want to be the best version of ourselves. Okay. So I talked enough, but next week's show guys, who's the big show? Because next week's show, not only we'll talk about college football, we're going to talk about the NFL predictions. Every division, we're going to talk about it from AFC North to AFC East to the NFC East. We're going to talk about it guy, because that's the NFL season is important. And I want to give you my predictions. I want to see y'all if you agree or disagree with them. We're going to take, we're going to leave, but next week's show, be excited. And um I'll have more content for you. But if you're on YouTube, I want you to like, comment, subscribe. And I'm going to figure out this live and stuff, guys. I want to stream. So I'm going to figure it out. We might go live. We may. We may not. But we're definitely going to go live. So I'll let y'all know about that. If you do follow me on social media, I'm going to let y'all know when we go live. All right, guys. Take care. I'll see you all next week on Fishbowl Radio.